everyone, and welcome to the Women in Pop podcast. My name is Jet Tattersall. Thank you for tuning in. Now, just in case you haven't already heard, March 20 is a very exciting date in the Women in Pop calendar as we are holding our very first live event. Women in Pop presents. This is a night of music discussion and female pop power you don't want to miss, and we will have performances from three of the brightest new talents on the Australian music scene, Saya, Marshes, and Sarah Wolf. All of this will be happening at the gorgeous Gingers in Darlinghurst, Sydney, and you can buy tickets now at womeninpop.com forward slash live. Speaking of, we are thrilled to have one of the stars of Women in Pop Presents in the studio with us today. She has been a DJ for many years, playing some of the biggest festivals around the world, and last year officially started her career as a solo singer with the release of her debut single, The Amazing M.I.A. And today she releases her second single, the equally cracking Can't Be Fucked. Known to her family and friends as Erin Marshall, it is, of course, the wonderful Marshes. Marshes, hello, and welcome to Women in Pop. Oh, my God, what an introduction. <laughs> that is so lovely. And also, I could listen to your accent all day. Oh, thank you. So soothing. <laughs> thank you for having me. Oh, my God, it is so beautiful to have you here. And we are so pumped you're going to be performing at our first ever live event. I'm actually so, so, so excited. And the other two girls that are performing too, like, uh, uh, well, one of them is a friend of mine and the other one I've just met recently, but I'm actually so stoked. I can't wait. Oh, brilliant. Yes. It's going to be a night. Everyone get your tickets. Now, I want to say, ask, discuss. Being a bona fide songwriter and DJ, then elating us all by releasing the killer MIA and now can't be fucked. I mean, you've got so much under your belt, but I'm curious, what can we expect if you want to give us a little hint from you on the night? On the night? Yeah. Uh, probably uh, some very bad jokes. Um, definitely a couple of Pinot Noirs under my belt. Um, but you will just get some tasty music you will get uh, a whole bunch of an original set and you'll get maybe one beautiful cover and yeah I don't know what else can I tell just you you just, just gonna be you. me having a good old time on a good old mic and making some bad jokes and hopefully you guys enjoy it ah gorgeous yes. we're there um now your dj sets have taken you all over the country mm. field day origin fields and killing it last <laughs> year at groove in the moo oh, oh my god. god yeah um have you performed live as a singer as much as you have a dj okay so actually yes i've probably been performing i would say 20 years like for a really long time. It's always just been in my life. It's always just been something I've done. I don't think I ever made a conscious decision to be a singer or be a performer. I've just always done it from super, super young. So um, I was always a singer first and I was always a performer before I was a DJ and DJ sort of came afterwards. So um, I have a lot more experience singing than I do DJing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's nice to know. We were like, DJ turn, like, no, I've been singing for ages. Get with the program. But I haven't been doing original performance, performance. so um, lots of experience doing sessions and shows and, yeah, but this is, this is the first time I've been doing original music, so it's a completely different vibe. Okay. So we, yeah. do, have, we do have the new vibe going there. <laughs> Can I ask you, though, what is the difference you're, like, that you find um, – 
between performing live, particularly mm-hmm. your own tracks, or performing as a DJ? I mean, how is the energy and the experience for that live performance different? So I've actually had a good think about this question because I've been asked it before. And what I came up with is that when when I sing, I feel like it is a part of me that is completely unique. No one else has. No one else can have the exact same tone and emotion that you have. Like it can't be replicated. So I feel like when I sing and I get to perform, it's like I feel like I'm in my truest form. I feel like I'm actually expressing and you can't hide from whatever it is that's you're feeling like because you're using this voice and this vibration that's a part of you. It, it comes out. You can't you can't be anything but yourself. You can't uh, fake anything. You can't pretend to be something because you're using this voice that is completely unique to you and it's yours. So I feel like when I'm singing, it's like my soul is like coming out into the world. And then when I feel like I'm DJing, I feel like it's just a really good party. I feel like I'm yeah I'm using other people's songs. But I'm reading the crowd and I like it because I feel like you can be a complete dickhead. I feel like you can throw out the daggiest tunes and someone might hate it, but most of the time people will love it. They love an excuse to get down to some daggy shit. So I feel like DJing is just super fun and you can just be super in the moment and not give a fuck about anything and just have a good time with everyone. So... Yeah, I feel like they're two completely different energies. That is so true. Got years ago when I used to go clubbing, I was in the punk rock scene, yeah. and um, there were just, you know these heavy clubs in Melbourne. But yeah. guaranteed Saturday night, every Saturday at one point, the DJ would put on Boom Shake the Room, and you'd have all these moments yes. dancing to Boom Shake yes. the Room. And likewise with singing, it's it really is, and you hit the nail on the head. It really is probably the most personal, raw thing someone can do Yeah. to go, by the way, this is my voice. My voice is my instrument. Not only is this my voice, these are my thoughts and feelings. Yeah. So, yeah. Like even when, if you're just having a normal conversation with someone that you meet in the street or, you know, you haven't seen someone in a while, it's really easy to fudge just like, yeah, I'm going good. Yeah, things are great. And mm-hmm. this is happening. Yep. But I just feel like when you're, when you're singing, it, it's a vulnerable thing. Like if you try to sing when you're emotional, you choke up, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a big difference. I like Beautiful. it. Beautiful. <laughs> I like that a lot. Now, you have worked with some incredibly talented artists, Luke Millian, Nicole Miller, and even Hugh Jackman. I mean, these are three very different sounds and styles there. <laughs> Tell me, what is it that ignites your fire in these collaborations? Like, are you conscious to instill your own style or do you just see what happens when you play with these people? Uh, again, another good question. And I think it's a mixture of both because... When, for example, if I, I met Nicole on a songwriting camp. It's actually funny though, because it turns out Nicole and I lived in the same, we grew up in the same area, lived a street away, had the same dog, went to the same primary school. All this information came out actually just recently when I saw her. But I was, I was just in a songwriting session with Nicole on a songwriting camp. And for when you're writing for someone like her, you know that you have to, kind of embody what they want to say and you have to you have to kind of make sure that you're steering what you do towards where they want to go someone like Luke Million because he is mainly a producer and when I've written with him before it's all me putting my kind of style but also trying to make sure it fits into his pocket so 
it is a little more um, when when you're the person singing on a track or when you're the person writing it and it's not for another singer artist, you get to have a bit more freedom to put on it what you would want to put on it, but then also make sure that it's slightly in line with their artist integrity and their style. So Hugh Jackman was just completely different because that was just DJing. The funny thing about the Hugh Jackman stuff is like (laughs) it was – You've got the old ducks that have loved him from the beginning, right, that have been around and supported him for ages, and that's all of the, like, the Les Mis and the boy from Oz. And then you've got these young kids that are generations apart that love The Greatest Showman. So you've got this audience of such a huge age range, and you're like, how do I play to them? (laughs) So... It was quite it was quite fun. I'm just making sure I throw like some Miley Cyrus in there and then some, you know, disco and then some in excess and then some other yeah. So it was just like Did you get a, all of them shazamming at the same time? Actually. <laughs> Who was this? Who was this? Yeah, actually it was cool. It was cool because I th- I feel like um I feel like the older ladies were just down way to have a good time. They were like boogieing in their seats and they would get up and they would come up and take pictures but then it's funny as well because you'd had all the like obviously the husbands that have been dragged there by their (laughs) wives that don't want to be there (laughs) so you got these young kids that are having a good time then you got these like males in the middle that are like what the heck am I doing here and then you've got these old ducks that are just (laughs) living their best life and booging in their seats that have more energy than the young people do. So, <laughs> Yeah, you commit when you get a few more years on you, you really do. Because yes. you're going out less, so when you do, like, <laughs> you own it. Now, let's talk about MIA, yeah. your debut single. I mean, how does it feel to have it released into the world? Um, really great. It felt, it kind of felt um, validating because... I think for a long time I had always wanted to release my own music, but I didn't necessarily have the confidence or belief that I could do it. I always thought, oh, no, I'm a writer or I'm better utilised behind the scene or I don't have the confidence to to be like a, a really, um, I don't know, like a great front person or anything like that. Um, but I think I used writing for other people as a way to hide like as a bit of an excuse to hide but MIA and the songs I'm releasing started to come about when I was actually on a writing session for someone else and um, the artist wasn't there so we sort of finished this song and then I was with my producer Xavier well yeah who is now my producer Xavier and something happened with some loser guy and I like was reading a text message and I was like, can I just like stop this? What, what is going on here? What is this about? Like from a dude, why is this happening? What is, what is going on? And I was super pissed off. And so I think we just like, I think we poured a glass of wine and then we just started writing a song. And actually that was the, um, the next single coming out is the one that we first wrote. But once we wrote our first song, we realized that we'd written something that was actually totally from me and totally from my soul and my experience. And we were like, well, why would we, who who else would we give it to? Why wouldn't I do it? And so we ended up uh, scheduling another session and we wrote another song and we wrote MIA. Yeah. And it was just nice. Xavier gave me the time and gave me the 
space to just actually be honest and it kind of happened really organically. So that's where MIA started. So to have MIA come out was just like, oh, wow, I've actually done something that I always really wanted to do and I'm really, really bloody proud of it. <laughs> That's so good and yeah. it's such a good song. Actually, I'm, I'm going to play that now. So, listeners, here's M.I.A. I'm so sorry Those whole gay dreams I need to chase And I can't solve them So I'm going M.I.A. Never there when you need Don't want to stay Always out of your reach I'm going such a beautiful track and also the acoustic version as well where it's completely stripped back I know yeah. we discussed earlier before we turned the mics on helpfully how a song there's this great thing about a pop song and you can have all these layers and all this production yeah. to it but you really you really hear its weight when it's stripped of that I totally agree and that's always my been my favorite thing like I love listening to acoustic songs I love songs that are songs without the production and production's you know awesome and production can also really make a song and make it you know, fit into genres that it, it would do better perhaps. But I love, I love songs that on their own are just as heavy, I guess, like the word that you used before. Um, they have weight to them and they have meaning and you can actually hear what the words are. And I also love when you hear a, a, um, a voice strips back without the instruments, you can hear like intricacies that you can't hear normally when it's competing with production. So, yeah, it's really intimate. I really dig it. And you're right. I mean, there's that great lyric in MIA, you've got plans, good for you, good for you, because I've got plans to ruin them. I mean, I'm hearing that in the original, but then it's only in the acoustic track that I really go, oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? You even hear lyrics differently. I agree. Because you're singing along so much and you shout it like an anthem with the production of the acoustic one. I feel like you're singing to me. I know. And that's honestly my favourite. I love that. Oh. I would do. I would. I want to. I would strip down everything. <laughs> Every time I do a song, I'll probably strip it down. You should. Oh, please do. Because it's so incredible. And I know you put a post recently that we then reposted of you singing that song. Yeah, thank just you. Just in for your that. room. Oh my god! If that, so listeners, that, if you haven't get it, go online right now. Marshes or Women <laughs> in Pop and have a listen. It's beautiful. That was actually um, in the same room that we wrote that song. So it's cool. I was oh. like, there's the visual of where the magic happens. <laughs> In Xavier Dunn's bedroom. <laughs> Magic happens here. <laughs> now let's talk about the new single, yes. Can't Be Fucked. Yes. I mean, we just spoke about it and we're all excited. First of all, what an intro. <laughs> what an intro to that track. What I adore about this track, by the way, happy birthday because that's out today. Um, what I adore about this track is this almost playful, bear with me, almost sort of fanfare feel to it. You've got this old-timey carousel almost sound, playful. Whereas the lyrics are basically saying enough. And I'm glad you just told me that backstory. You just got this text. Yeah. Because in the lyrics, you're like, we could do better, but I don't mean go. You can do better. And I'm sure you know. It's a joyful track about a bad relationship that no one's eager to get out of. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's also not necessarily a relationship. It's just like, it's almost like that person you're killing time with until you have the relationship. I just, I don't know about you, but I've spent some time with some doozies just because, just because. And um, you don't, it's almost like you don't care about them, but you care that they don't care about you. 
Yeah. <laughs> so this song is basically like, it's kind of just highlighting that moment that comes up when you realize, oh man, like they don't even give a fuck about me. Like, why do I, why am I wasting my time? They don't care about me. I don't care about you. We're just like literally filling in time. Like, let's just cut it off. And I love <laughs> that you said that. And it goes back to your original point about it being so from you. Yeah. The fact that you're putting a voice to that. Oh, I mean, I'm going to say it. We get ego. As oh, human 100%. beings, we have ego. Like, no, I don't care about him. But if he has someone, I no, I need to be still important to him. Oh, my God. it's. <laughs> I think it's so normal. Like, we're all human and we all, I'm, I, I'm happy to admit that I'm, yeah. Man, man, I chasten people for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I'm just going to play that now. Let's play Today Release, Can't Be Fucked. I'm not offended. I swear I'm not offended. I can't be fucked with you. You can't be fucked with me. But I got you up till two. I do the way I do. I can't be fucked with you. And you can't be fucked with me. But I'm lying next to you. Promise to leave this song. Nobody else. You are right. Need any smoke. You are lying. We could do better, but I don't mean go. You could do better, and I'm sure you know. Nobody else. Seriously, such a beautiful track. Can you talk me through the creative process on this one? I know I know where the story came from, but like I said, we've got this almost old-timey carousel feel mm. to the sound of it with these quite hitting lyrics. Was mm. that intentional? Well, I don't think anything was intentional because this was actually the first song that we wrote together, so it was it really was an experiment and how it how it is is really how it was when we first there wasn't a lot of, um, in terms of the sound that went with it, there wasn't a lot of revisiting. There was like tiny tweaks. But I, I love that it's, I love that it's beautiful. <laughs> I love that this, the sounds are beautiful, yet they have like a lot of grit in there. There's a lot of just sampled random sounds that we made. Some of them are made to sound pretty. Some of them are made to sound a bit jarring. And it's almost like, I don't know, it's almost like showing cracks in something beautiful, you know? He's, Zave's a clever guy and he's also a multi-instrumentalist. So there's definitely real, there's, there's real guitars in there. There's real bass, but then there's a bit of a soundscape that goes with it. And I love, like, I come from a really, um, like more of a traditional songwriting and musical background. I might be, might be in electronic music now, but earlier on I was definitely like into a lot more folk music and band driven music. So, um, I feel like it's really easy to connect with instruments. I feel like they have a natural frequency that vibrates and you, you feel it. So I love that all of my music and particularly this song as well still has live elements in there, but then there's this sound kind of dreamscape that is, yeah, it does feel, it does feel like a carousel. That's a really cool yeah, where did you come up with that? I like that. I came up with it because that's what you came up with. That's no. what I got when listening to it. That's so nice because I obviously a lot of people haven't heard it, so I haven't had feedback about it. But that's really nice to have you say that because it does feel lighthearted, and it's when you say carousel, it kind of makes me feel like it's just going round and round and round and round, like same shit all over again. Exactly. Like, 
That's a really nice analogy. I like that. Oh, wonderful. Take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, um, Jam, it's I'll yours. use that for all of my interviews going forward and I'll take it's it as my own. <laughs> and it was intentional. Yeah, I came up with this theory before I wrote the song that I really want to like. <laughs> now, being women in pop, we are all about the ladies who inspire us. Yes. What are your top five tracks by female artists? Keeping in mind, we are going to create a Spotify playlist Ooh, okay. of your selection. So how about, are you thinking um, current tracks or older tracks? Across the board. Across the yeah. board. Oh, okay. So I always really liked that um, song that features Mo, that Don't Leave, the Snake Hips one. Love that song. I love, oh gosh, I love, I love gritty, like gritty, raspy, emotional vocals over like um, uh, production that's a little bit clunky. And um, another track that I really always, always like is Never Be Like You, um, which is by Flume and it features a singer called Kai. Oh, yes, yes. Beautiful. I love, love, love that Beautiful. song. Um, I also super, super love Robin, Call Your Girlfriend. Probably oh one of the greatest God, pop songs ever. I love that song. I also really like the Sia song that Breathe Me. Yeah. Love that. And, oh gosh, I'm really thinking off the top of my head at the moment. I also really like um, Halsey Without Me. That's a gorgeous choice. Yeah. And I all like... of them are songs that you pull back and go, oh, yeah. yeah. They resonate with you. Yeah. Nice one. Thanks. Very nice. That's going to go. go You're that welcome. Straight away. Curating a playlist for you. <laughs> now, aside for our great event happening in March, what can we expect from Marshes throughout 2020? Hopefully, I'm just going to spend some time working on new material and hopefully just getting a better feel for myself, really, and where I fit in in this new path. And I'd love to play some more DJ shows because I've sort of stopped doing them in the last few months, just focusing more on the creative process. Um, I'm really keen to work with some more female producers. I was on a um, songwriting camp recently called Ricochet, which is um, founded by KLP. And she, oh my gosh, I met so many great female producers. So there's like Alice Ivy and Maribel and... Oh, I, I just would be keen to work with some more female producers because I feel like they offer up this, um, this like sensitivity that I'm not saying all males, but I feel like women particularly are slightly more intuitive and sensitive sometimes to how a song can flow. Um, I feel like they have a lot to offer. I feel like, I feel like the opportunities are getting way bigger for them. And I feel like Oh, I feel like there's some good stuff going to be coming out. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. That's exactly how it should be. <laughs> now, thank you so much for chatting with us today, Marshes. It has been a solid pleasure. Can't Be Fucked is out now, today, across all platforms. So get in there, download, stream as much as you can. And you can catch Marshes live alongside Saya and Sarah Wolf at our very first live event on March 20 at Ginger's in Darlinghurst. Tickets for Women in Pop Presents are on sale now at womeninpop.com forward slash live and are very limited. So get in now before it's too late. We will see you there. Until then, from Marshes and myself, goodbye. Bye-bye.
Thank you.